Oh, remember this song, Butthole Surfers? I don't mind the sun sometimes. I can taste you on my lips and smell you in my clothes. Cinnamon and softly smoking lies. Sometimes Ryan Brommel slips up and puts his dick in other guys. Crushed it! Crushed it. Did you listen to episode <laughs> 8 at all, John, or what? He's oh, yeah. gonna fucking get us, dude. Yeah, I listened to episode 8. It was fine. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't released all the bonus footage yet. Oh, I'm sure there's plenty of bonus footage. I, I have no <laughs> doubt about that. It, it came out tamer than expected, so... We, uh, we, we talked for like a whole hour before Ryan even came on. <laughs> and, so, and then we, we did like an hour and a half with Ryan. My eyes are red. I've been burning. I've been burning. Here's the reason why. My eyes are red. I've been Alright, welcome to Magic and Hash. My name's Tim. You might know me from Aethercast. The difference between a clever midget and a venereal disease is one is a cunning runt and the other is a running cunt. A Mexican midget is called a paragraph because it's too short for an essay. And joining me from Cast from Exile, who do we have? It is I, your golden guru, Sid Swami. And now that the Christmas season is over and you've opened up all your Christmas cards, send all of your Christmas money directly to patreon.com slash magic and hash. And a man back from his trip to the Bahamas with Brian Rommel. What up, what up? And Chewy himself, John Holland. Hey guys, and I uh, just want to take a moment up front to kind of acknowledge something that those of us in the casting community have been affected by over the holidays. Um, most of you probably heard about it over Facebook like I did, and uh, that's the sad passing of uh, Ryan Brommel, a longtime friend of the cast and the MTG friends. Um, you know, I didn't really know him personally, but uh, I found out about it, you know, the night of Christmas over Facebook like a lot of other people, and I'm I'm very sad that he's gone, and I will miss him very much. Shit, uh, I'm freaked out right now. <laughs> what up? What up? Well, I there there are all these posts on Facebook about somebody died that was into like uh, gay bareback sex and drugs on Christmas. And don't forget I, about Eldrazi Displacer. And yeah, I I, I just presumed that it was. Ryan Brommel. Oh, what up, up. What Oh, up. shit, that's George Michael. Oh, fuck, I was confusing George Michael and Ryan Brommel. The dude from uh, Arrested Development died? Nah, the dude that's saying, Never gonna dance again! Oh, I'll play it. You got any other songs from that guy? Yeah, like, he's half of Wham. You know, and this is so sad, like, you know, Tim doesn't even know who he is because he's more known for his love of bareback gay sex and cocaine than he is for his number one chart singles. I know him because he's, he's uh, named the same as the guy in Office Space, right? Or is that, uh, is that someone else? 
That's the Michael Bolton. Development. That's Michael Bolton. <laughs> yeah, that's Michael Bolton. Office space. <laughs> what is Michael Bolton saying? Oh my god. It- you know, the funny thing is, I really can't even name a Michael Bolton song off the top of my head because he's just that uh, terrible. Everybody just knows him for the cover that he did uh, yeah. if, if, When a Man Loves a Woman, dude. When a man loves a woman yeah. I'll give you everything I've got. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. <laughs> oh wait, that's um, that's uh. Skies are, skies are blue and clouds are white. And no, I to myself. Okay, when a man loves a woman was originally done by Percy Sledge. Yeah, and now the That's super racist. I, I, aren't they the same guy? President Obama's dad or something? Hey, coming on the cast live today, we've got Matt Hoover with us. What's up, Matt? What's up, bitches? <laughs> Fuck you. Giggity, giggity, giggity. Remember that from Family Guy? Got 18 kids. Modern, modern, modern. Yeah, but seriously, there actually was some magic news this uh, past week or so, surprisingly, over the holidays. Oh yeah, everyone got a, a little gift from Watsy this Christmas. What did they get? A bright and shiny ornithopter? Oh god. Yeah, they uh, released that uh, masterpiece, aside from the masterpieces that haven't spoiled because they're Aether Revolt exclusives, I guess. Yeah, I'm going to be the jackass that gets the ornithopter, though. Even though I play Affinity and that'd be sweet, it's going to be like, yeah, I got it. Oh, um, that's sweet, though. It's like with the the masterpieces, you could almost masterpiece out your whole affinity deck. Yeah, I know. And probably the most amazing thing about this to me is that, like, let's see, a uh, worm coil engine, I guess. Um, I mean, platinum angels, like what? That's like what a five dollar card, seven dollar card, something like that. But like, literally, people are going to be paying what you know, a hundred bucks for a fucking ornithopter, and a regular one costs like twenty cents. Yeah, it's terrible. But that platinum angel is gorgeous, though. It's like silver and shiny and awesome looking. If you hit that chalice of the void, you win it. Winning. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I want a drug culture machine. It's not available. If you try it once, you will die. Your face will melt off. You control the weep over your floating body. Over your floating body. You love to party. What's not to love? The one I was on made Jagger and Richard look like droopy-eyed armless children. That's how I fought it. That's how I fought it. I was banging seven gram rocks. That's how I roll. Winning. I had one gear go. Epic winning. Are you bipolar? I'm by winning. Win there, win there, win, win, everywhere. Where? Absolute victory everywhere. Where? Where? I'm in a quest. We're gonna win everywhere. Right every single wrong. Right every wrong. I'm a total freaking rust out from Mars. Come on, bro, I got type of blood bidding. Blood on my brain and feel like, dude, can't handle it. Went there, went there, went, went everywhere. I've got a list, help me sort this. From the epic wind to the desperate that win this. Chicken nugget bidding, bubble gum bidding. Pretending to dance to avoid someone. Epic bidding, slow dancing, slow pantsing. Breaking the rules of the Geneva Convention. Weak, Adonis blood bidding, violent love bidding. Giving needed women. 
What about Sid? Duh. Winning, winning. I was banging seven gram rocks. That's how I roll. Winning. I had one gear go. Epic winning. Are you bipolar? I'm bi winning. Went there, went there, went everywhere. I'm the 12 freaking rockstar from Mars. Winning. Come on, bro. I got type of blood. Winning. You bottle my brain and be like, dude, can't handle it. Went there, went there, went, went everywhere. Winner. Magic and Ash, back in action. Like, I only keep track of MTGO prices, but even on MTGO, a Chalice of the Void's like 30 bucks. Oh, yeah, that Chalice there, that's a pretty decent one. And, uh, yeah, I mean, like the sword, I guess I could go through the whole sword cycle through these things, right? Yeah, get a sword that's I can't hot. help but feel like this is kind of a shitty present, because, like, when they first said they were coming out with masterpieces... I was hoping that uh, my two favorite, Batter Skull or Umazawa's Jite. I agree. I mean, they did Wasteland. They did other legacy cards. I mean, why not do a Jite? And people would want it for their EDH or whatever. What about um, Cranial Plating? Is that in the new ones? Nope, don't think so. That's an uncommon, but I mean, it would still be sweet to have a... Well, they've got fucking, what, like, Millstone in here? Yeah, that's pretty weak. Well, it's Grindstone to go with the oh, right. servant okay. that's in Kaladesh. So they have the... You can get an Invention uh, Painter-Servant Grindstone combo deck going on. Imperial Painter. I'm just kind of upset that, like, if we're going to reprint some, like, you know, garbage cards for Masterpieces, why not make it fun like Crack's Thumb or something like that? Kark's thumb is not fucking garbage, dude. That is a linchpin of my Voltaic rig deck. I just tried to think of something really shitty, like the shittiest artifact, to make a joke. And I'm like, what's the crappiest, smallest, shittiest artifact? Ornithopter. Oh, shit. How funny is that? That was like a super fucking troll on the part of R&D. Like, you know it was. I mean, what the fuck? Yeah. And also, like, this... Fucking pithy needle art sucks balls. I mean, it's terrible. I'd rather have the Ravnica pithy needle. That's worm coil, dude. Yeah, the worm coil looks kind of crazy, but uh, what is that ensnaring bridge doing? Is it like two just weird clampy, those magnetic arms you use to pick trash up off the off the ground with? If I were in a position to waste money, I think the only one that I would get would be the O-Stone, because I think the O-Stone actually looks a lot fucking cooler than the old school, like, dark steel O-Stones. Yeah, I can agree with that. That's pretty sweet art on the Oblivion Stone. I just, I'm yeah, not, I, not really sold on any of them. Like, I wouldn't want to pay a bunch of money for any of these. I will say, deck tech-wise, the Engineered Explosives is just, like, the most gigantic troll ever they could have put in here. I need that, though. That card's, like, 45 bucks. I need it for my sideboard in Modern. If I open that shit, that'd be fucking hot. I mean, that one's gonna be expensive. Yeah, I think that of the money cards that are like money right now is the Chalice and the freaking uh, Engineered Explosives. Like, if you pull those at pre-release, sell them bitches, like, on the spot, because they're probably going to be, like, triple digits when that shit first comes out. Arcbound's like 50 bucks, too. Arcbound Ravager. Jesus Christ. Like, the world needs more Arcbound Ravagers. He looks kind of like a one of the bad Transformers, one of the Decepticons in the new movies. Looks kind of yeah. whack. I think that Worm Coil might be the one because the only people that play Worm Coil are people that are bad at magic and put them in their god awful like uh, Tronish decks so they yeah. have money to burn. Tron's garbage. Tron's great, and you can both fucking suck each other's dicks for saying that. Because fucking, it's better to be lucky than good, and I'm both luckier and better than both of you. 
and I'll take you down with Tron anytime. So you're playing green-white Tron. I mean, how many Eldrazi Displacers are you running in there? Eight. I'm running uh, four in the main board and two in the side. Hmm. Secret tech. I like that Absolutely. shit. Absolutely. That's LGS tech Flicker right there. Ball. And an extra one underneath the uh, life pad. Flicker them all. <laughs> and I got one rolled up in my pin, so I go and grab my pin before damage, and then fucking unscrew it real quick, grab that Eldrazi Displacer, and fucking go to town. Blink them, and then... You just basically tap them. That's pretty good. You do that with all of them. That's pretty good. So I'm going to get one of these uh, ornithopters. They'll eventually be like 20 bucks, don't you think? I mean, how... You can't get one ornithopter, bro. You got to get four. Right. If you really thin it Well, you got to get a whole shit ton of them. Yeah, do the Wingstop Kenny thing. And I'll be out there hustling with him after after that purchase. Wingstop Kenny's going to come up and play a deck that's just 60 invention ornithopters, zero lands. Yeah, that's a pretty good deck. I can get behind that. You got blocks for days, bro. Yeah, so how much you want to bet that Engineered Explosives comes out on top and then the price drops rapidly? No, I think it's going to stay high. And it's high in paper because it was only printed in a couple sets. So Play really. that song, Stay High, by 3-6 Mafia. We gotta stay Boop. Hi everyone, I'm Katie Perry. Hey Asia, it's Miley Cyrus. Hi, we're the One Direction. This is Magic Dragon. What's up, you guys? This is Mike and Chester from Lincoln Park. Double Double Invite Radio. You're listening to Magic and Ash Radio. Magic and Ash Radio. Now back to you, John. Yeah, so getting back to this platinum bitch, how much you want to bet that art was actually for the From the Vaults thing, and they were like, oh, no, we can't put it there, save it. You think Morrow was behind this, John? Is that what you're saying to me right now? No, I think the people that Morrow fucked over are behind this. The only card I'm really excited to see out of the new set, I mean, is the Oath of Ajani, because I think, I think that makes white humans a thing again. You bring back Thalia's Lieutenant, everything's getting counters, and you play Gideon on three. God, that's so fucking gross. How many more ornithopter reprints do they have to do before they can make a From the Vault ornithopter? Coming new from Wizards of the Coast, From the Vault ornithopter. 15 of the greatest artworks of ornithopter for $74.99 wherever fine cards are sold. Wouldn't that be the shit if they made like From the Vault affinity and it's just like a reprint of the affinity deck? Nope. <laughs> Turn off your motherfucking phone. What phone? Somebody's got a phone that's doing that doo 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 shit. You know, like oh, shit. I'm totally not playing WWE Supercard right now. I promise. It was me. I was getting blown up by uh, Mr. Travis. Darian. Woo. Future champion of Pro Tour Aether Revolt, Travis Darian Wu, cannot be stopped. He is a one-man wrecking machine that has one mission in mind, and that's to fuck over all these beta male nerds at Pro Tour Aether Revolt. He's going to go to Ireland and do like the Vikings did. He's going to pillage and plunder his way into the top eight, and then he's going to slide into the champion spot like a loose butthole. I know what I think. But it doesn't matter what I think. Here's what I, Travis Darian Wu, is 
the future champion approach will eat the revolt. All he does is drink the blood and tears of his enemies. People will feel confident enough to be able to play in PTQs and think that they could go to the Pro Tour and stand a chance. It's only what's best for business. You know, I bet if you got him in the costume, he would look a lot like Jimmy Superfly Snuka. He would make Jimmy Superfly Snuka look like James Ellsworth. The James Ellsworth? Yes, the man who reversed Spider-Man at the Royal Rumble on acid. I saw that. Spider-Man was putting him up and, you know, into the corner, but James Ellsworth got there. It was the real James Ellsworth. And the real Spider-Man. So just out of curiosity, Sid, who is your favorite manager of all time? It's a really tough question to answer, man. But I guess I'm going to have to go with Eric. I'm Bischoff, dude, because he was the head of my favorite faction of all time, the NWO. Mm, I think I'm going to go with the Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. And it's me, the Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. Hey, look, I'm on the set of the WWE. Hope nobody catches me. Here we are at Madison Square Garden. It's snowing out, baby. I can't wait. Hey, you know what? This is where Jimmy Hart first started with the WrestleMania 1, right here at Madison Square Garden. That's a very good choice, man. I was waffling on that. I love the Mouth of the South, man. I agree. That would probably might be my choice, but uh, I like the uh, God Paul Bearer, Undertaker's manager. To guide the career of the Undertaker. Oh yeah! A very solid. Oh yeah! Pick the only issue being that he's just kind of the one-trick pony with the Undertaker, like. You know, and I know he pulled some other guys in, but I mean, you can't separate The Undertaker from Paul Bearer until he died, that is. You know, and The Undertaker's still like, that. they're going to fucking have that guy in the ring until he drops dead for real. Well, it- Paul Bearer is dead, and The Undertaker can't die again because he's already dead. But you are right that with Paul Bearer, like, whenever he was the manager of a different wrestler, it was always in a feud that involved The Undertaker. Like, when he was Mankind's manager... On the eighth day, God created mankind. Why was he having such a bad day? Why did he create all of you normal and forget so many important parts of me? He made the teeth that I swallowed, the ear that was ripped from my skull, a face that no longer exists, deep inside. You are merely a mirror image of all my atrocities! He was in a feud with Undertaker, the Boiler Room Brawl, his legendary match. Uh, there was the time that Kane was introduced by Paul Barron. Of course, he went after the Undertaker. Undertaker! The hell you claim to be living in for the past 20 years is nothing compared to the life of your brother. He's alive, and next week, I'm going to prove it.
who is his brother that burned the house down and killed the whole family and yeah, left you're, his horribly you're, scarred. You're missing the number one moment, and that's when they tricked the ultimate warrior and sealed him in the coffin. Oh, do you like that, Mr. Ultimate Warrior? You will look so natural, so at rest, laying inside this casket. And by the way, we made it a double X, so it will accommodate your massive physique. Oh, man. They just don't do it like that anymore, bro. They just don't. Hardy Kieran, remove a loyalty counter from a planeswalker to to crew it. Four four flyer for two mana vigilance. Man. God, that's awful. I just I feel like that's gonna be played in standard though. It it I seems like it could be played, played in, standard. in standard, yeah, for sure. Um, I think that that's probably actually more of a control card, which will be interesting. Is um the only vehicle we've seen in anything that resembles a control style deck is flagship but even then flagship isn't like or the sky sovereign you know what i mean it's not like in a true control deck this is something you could play in a true control deck with just a lot of planeswalkers and uh board wipes and stuff like that yeah so very true I mean, I think that might have a home for control outside of standard, just solely for some of those uh, uh, like shitty mirror matches, you know, with Karn and stuff. I don't know. So if I'm playing mono white humans, um, and I play a two one or something on turn one, and then I play this on turn two, and then I play Thalia's lieutenant, and my two one becomes now a three two, and can crew this four four flyer. I mean, it doesn't seem bad. That seems like the most fucking work ever to get a 4-4 flyer. I mean, that Thalia's Lieutenant, though, I mean, you were always making 3-2s. I mean, you were putting counters on, and now you're going to have Oath of a Johnny. You have more re- ways to kind of make your 2-1s better. Um, Smuggler's Copter is going to still be in the deck, but I, maybe this is like a 2-of, because you'll have Gideon, and then maybe you play Nyssa or something, since you're going to have your Planeswalkers cost one less. So is this like a green-white vehicles? Yeah, it'd be like uh, green-white humans vehicles i guess but i mean you if you're gonna play hardy kieran you you could run some planeswalkers oh, oath of a johnny's making your planeswalkers one less why not run some planeswalkers in green white you can ta- tamio you do tamio uh, so you could do like a ban aggro with uh tamio you could play gideon's you could probably play um Nisses. that could be pretty cool you put in like um old uh I can never remember their name. Sylvan Advocate? Yeah, Sylvan Advocate. Yeah. It's in there. The thing is, like, the Planeswalkers are so cheap right now, I just really don't know if you give up the card space for something like Oath of a Johnny to make them get there faster. It's just, it helps your team. So, I mean, I guess it helps an aggro plan where you're spilling out tons of guys. Like, uh, the Vehicle Brews will run run this. I mean, you can go mono-white and then splash green, just but do mono-white humans I mean, or something. I guess that's my question, is, like, would you rather have cards that shit out more guys for you or would you rather give some of those up to make the planeswalkers come faster? I don't know. I'd, I'd run both. I'd run the servos, the two mana, two servos. I think more guys, more guys. That's right, right? Yeah, spit out dudes, but I'm still playing that, giving them all counters. So speaking of, I'm gonna say you heard it here first. Then fucking Tezzeret's gonna join the Jace Watch. Oh, that'd be terrible. Is he gonna turn good? 
Well, no, it won't be like you know good. He'll just be like all dark and edgy and shit. Because let's look at the facts. He's a freaking two color walker. He's getting his own planeswalker deck right. We've already got this oath of a Johnny shit. So there's going to be a two color oath cycle between this and probably the next set. So yeah, it's going to and like all this shit. Like if you look at the uh, text for Battle at the Bridge, you know it's like oh it's bigger than all you guys. Only I understand it. You know so he'll get mind sculpted or some shit into like betraying Bolas. Battle of the Bridge, improvise. Your artifacts can help you cast this. Um, what? So, it costs one less for each artifact? Wait, hold on. Each artifact you tap after you're done activating mana bills for one mana. Target creature gets minus X, minus X until in a turn you gain X life. So, um, that doesn't seem terrible. Uh, if you're playing, like, a spilled tons of artifacts deck, and then, so you're playing blue-black, because there's that blue card that you return all... Um, any permanent you want to your hand, and you draw a card for each permanent you return to your hand. That's what the people are playing in that Metalwork Colossus deck, where you're just trying to spill a bunch of artifacts out. And I think this would be a sweet add in that deck, because, I mean, you, just, you have all those artifacts out there, you tap, kill something, gain a bunch of life, and then you return them all to your hand, draw a bunch of cards. I don't know. I think that a Johnny might be kind of good. I mean, he's six mana, but in uh, a green-white controlling deal. Like, you could play your Oath of a Johnny, and you could play, like, some green controlling cards. And then you drop a vehicle. And then you drop six dudes, and then you kill the dudes, and then, like, you cast Sorcery, then bounce something back from Exile, and you could have a 4-4 four, four, four flyer. You reveal top three cards and put, on average, two of them into your hand. That's pretty fucking good, though. That's plus two, so he's going to six loyalty. Right away, you're drawing potentially three cards. He's gonna be really hard to deal with once once he lands. Like, fuck. You play like a band control deck with like uh, you know spell quellers and, and uh, you know reflector mages, and then you you run Tamio, a Johnny, this guy, Gideon. Fuck, that deck seems fucking terrible to play against. You just have yeah, to... unless unless you're playing any of the decks that are currently destroying the meta. Yeah, I mean, you just have to kill them fast enough before they start getting their planeswalkers out. But I mean, yeah, and, unless you draw one of the people who's playing the deck that has sixty percent of the meta right now, it's going to be a great deck. Spell quellers, you got all sorts of shit. Archangel Avison, you got backup. You got homeboys. Maybe you run a, you know, Thraven Inspector, some low ground shit. So what's up with this weird ass card? Dark Intimations, um, it's two, a blue, and a black, and a red. So it's Grixis. And it's a sorcery that says, Each opponent sacrifices a creature or planeswalker, then discards a card. You return a creature or planeswalker card from your graveyard to your hand, then draw a card. So, I mean, it's pretty much like a three-for-one. Or, yeah, three-for-one. This is like a pretty sweet card, but it also has this weird text at the bottom that made me think it was weird as fuck. Uh, when you cast a Bolas Planeswalker spell, which is Nickel Bolas Planeswalker, is the only card that it works with, um, exile Dark Intimations from your graveyard, that Planeswalker enters the battlefield with an additional loyalty counter on it. So you'll be able to like come out, steal their dude, steal their dude... Or something. Yeah. I don't know. I forget. It's a it's a dark imitation of that other fucking card that does almost the same thing. Cruel it's ultimatum. It's a half a cruel ultimatum. Yeah. Yeah. Half of a cruel ultimatum. Um. But what I like about this card is um, it's actually just a red herring to tell people that Bolus is coming. He's not coming in this set. 
So this card is completely useless. I don't think this card is completely useless because even if you don't get to do the thing where you cast it from the graveyard, which I don't know what the fuck that's for. Nobody's playing like a Nickel Bolas Planeswalker deck. I guess if they do come out with like a really fucking sweet Nickel Bolas, like in this next block, then maybe this will see some play in a constructed deck. But this each opponent sacrifices a creature playing or a planeswalker then discards a card and then you get to draw a card and return a card so you could put this could possibly be a four for one actually yeah that's pretty gross and i mean this is like actually even though it's a sorcery it's five. it oh, seems God. like a pretty sweet card especially for like commander but I don't know, man. I don't know if this will see standard play or not. I guess it depends on if there's like a really good Grixis control deck after Ether Revolt. Because the Grixis control deck, the one the Pro Tour is not good, man. It's not. I just think there's going to be too many strategies that are going wide. How your opponent sacrifice a creature doesn't seem very beneficial to you. I mean, they're really pushing the little tiny artifacts. So this card is going to hit half the standard mana. I don't think it's going to be super great. I mean, and you, you kind of have to have a grave or a creature planeswalker in your graveyard. Um, so, I mean, you're already planning on losing a planeswalker or a creature. I mean, you. Uh, and you even you play this in draft? You probably can't even play this in draft. This is not thing. playable in draft at all. At five for a sorcery at this, I mean, this is just not a. Like, draft. the effect is really powerful for sure. Like, in draft, if you did this effect you'd be like fucking in super sweet shape but i think like are you gonna play three colors in this block and limited it's conditional though because you probably only use one or two of those effects when you when you cast it so five for one or two of those is terrible you're gonna feel like a monster you're gonna feel amazing if you can do all all of the abilities but i mean i mean you have to have a creature and, or something in your graveyard. Your opponent has to have a creature or a planeswalker on the board. Well, they don't have to. And you have to have cards in your in your library. When does that ever happen? Well, okay, I see this more as like a Rakdos card where maybe you're splashing a little bit of blue in there. I think people are getting hung up on the blue a little bit. See, I disagree. If you were doing this in Limited, there's a lot of blue and red decks that are like multicolored. So they'll play green to play like um, a tune with the ether and their end game is whirler virtuoso which is like the best fucking uncommon in the set pretty much and i don't know with less whirler virtuosos because you're only opening one pack of kaladesh i would see this going in that deck for sure so speaking about that do we want to talk about the card that's bound to be a legacy staple that's been spoiled so far like the best card in the entire set so far. All right, what are you trolling, John? I'm not trolling shit, man. Just get it, bitch! Consulate no, no. Crackdown. Five mana. No, not, no, no, no. P is revolutionary. No, no, no. I mean, come on. The greatest card ever since Keys to the City was printed, Quicksmith Spy. Ever since Keys to the City was printed? Man, I don't think there's been any card close to Key to the City. You shut your whore mouth. Quick smix my... This is going to take it all, man. I mean, look at that. Three mana. It's a creature. A human Four mana. A creature. Four mana. Oh, when it enters the battlefield. Not when you cast it. Not when you draw it. When it enters the battlefield. So it's got to resolve. Target artifact gains. Tap draw a card. Holy motherfucking shit. I mean, you might as well just sell your goblin deck. Sell wait, wait, wait. You're not done decks. reading it. Target artifact you control gains tap draw card for as long as you control quick spy. So as long yeah. as she can be killed, this card, I feel like it isn't quite broken, but it's definitely very powerful. 
Yeah, and look at that 2-3 ass on her. I mean, so, like, Pillar of Flame can't kill her. Guys, I can't let you do this to her. Razor tip. Four minutes. They're trolling you, audience. This card Dude, is it's terrible. Zertal so Druid. I mean, like, maybe if you had, like, three Zertal Druids on deck, you know, like, there, untapped, you could kill her. God, this is so fucking terrible. Oh, my God. Even if you had an artifact that says untap itself. No. It's fucking terrible. But the thing is, there's, like, seriously people on there that are, like, unironically in love with this card. Well, the chick in the artwork is pretty hot. Ooh la la. It'll probably be, yeah, like, the probably... game day promo. Like, the shitty one, not the full art one. <laughs> this is gonna be the one you get for winning game day. God, they're usually somewhat unplayable. They're like, here's a removal that some people might use. I mean, why not just fucking make it a planeswalker or something that people want to play? I mean... Because then they'd get fucking letters. Dear Watsy... I love you so much, but I don't like it when you have good promos. I'm terrible at magic and I never win. Dear Wizards of the Coast, I feel it's very sexist if you have good promos because women don't win those promos very often. I know what you're saying. The women just need to get better, but I think you should have gender-specific promos. Dear Wizards, I've been going to Magic for the last two years. I never get a promo. Please hook me up with a good promo. Hey, Morrow, I'm shouting you out on Tumblr. Please don't have good promos. Um, no reason, just please don't. Dear Marshall Sutcliffe, I like you, but I think you're kind of lame. Flame Break Regent, he was a full art promo, and a lot of people went to that game day. I mean, that was a pretty sweet one. You know what? P.S. Revolution here. This might actually be a card that can see play in a deck that's already out. It's a two and a red enchantment. Whenever a non-token artifact is put into your graveyard from the battlefield. So artifacts can't die. They, they don't die unless they're artifact creatures. Well, or are they just saying artifact lives don't matter? Like What they're saying artifact is... Artifact lives don't matter. They, you get your artifact back to hand or else they take three damage. So you'll get your, like... Scrap heap scrounger back in your hand instead of going to your graveyard. See, I've actually got a theory about this card. This is totally a teaching card because, um, you know, how many people just totally fuck up the order for like taking stuff from the battlefield to the graveyard? Could this be a card in eggs? I was thinking the Could. same thing. You almost need some way to cheat it out quicker, or I guess eggs you just dirtle, but you want to be going off on turn three and not playing this, you know? I guess the sideboard card, you bring it in for matchups where you can't really combo off like they're gonna try to counter you so you land this and then it's just like it's on you imagine how fun this would be with uh you know like fucking ratchet bomb or engineered explosives or something like that well there's gonna be the guy that plays the green puzzle knot and this so i mean they're gaining a bunch of life and they're like you want to take three no you can have your puzzle knot back all right crack it gain some energy gain three life fucking that's gonna be so fucking annoying you know and this almost makes me want to like tabletop brew a deck with like this and vexing devil and a whole bunch of shit where like your opponent just decides you know how much damage is going to be done to him hmm browb.deck sounds legit i mean this plus the three puzzle knots could be a deck and you even run the other puzzle knots because you put them out and you can just crack them and you're like do and so the effect you're getting like the black one draws so you could do like sort of fucking Oh my god, five color puzzle knots. How many bloods have you had? Three big ones. Uh, Jeez, speaking of, 
<laughs> Speaking of three, bro, how about this Yahini's expertise, man? Now, this is a really fucked up card because it lets you cast a card for three. Any card. Any card from your hand. A puzzle knot. Uh, Ooh, it's all coming together. Even ones under your life pad, bro. P is revolution. This hey, goes you know what deck. card sucks? Yeah, it's a oh, trophy shit. mage because when it enters the battlefield, you may search your library for an artifact card with converted mana cost three, which is not any of the puzzle knots because they all cost two. You can get your scrap trawler though, and you can start your uh, your, uh, or your scrappy. I'm ironically excited to see a trophy mage reprint. Trophy mage needs more love out there. Today's coolest champs, Magic and Hash Radio. Alright, Tim's bringing you the Hot Romantic Hits Late Night. We got a request out there from John Holland. He wants to give a shout out to Trophy Mage. Much love, Trophy Mage. Thanks for doing your thing. Hello, it's me. I was wondering if after all these years you'd like to me to go over. You get your Scrap Heap Scrounger. I like it. I mean, it's three mana for a 2-2, but then you're coming out with a 3-2. You just go get it. Draws you a Scrap Heap Scrounger. Can't believe we're already doing a fucking spoiler episode. How boring has this show become? Let's get back into fucking tearing people up. This is stupid. (laughs) John, (laughs) who do you hate? Oh, I've got some some fresh hot hate for you. So, uh, today I went and I saw that one movie. You might have heard about it. I I don't know if you guys have this. This place called Alamo Draft House. Like this movie. Oh, dude, Alamo Draft House is amazing. You can get fucking uh, green chili queso fries and fucking beer while you're watching a movie. It's not like special seating. It's not like, you know, really expensive, so to speak, but, you know, you can order food and you can order beer. And, like, the other part that they have is, like, they've got a, quote, strict, like, no cell phones, no talking kind of thing. That experience includes a strict no talking, no texting, no cell phone looking policy. But there is plenty you can do with waiters delivering food and beer all while you kick back in a cozy chair and focus on the big screen. There's like a way you can, you know, get a manager over there to, you know, kick people out if they're going off. And and the thing about it is they don't fucking pay any attention to that. Because black people, you know, y'all can't shut up in a movie theater. You know you can't. You know it. You know you can't be quiet. It's okay. We all got something. Y'all can't be quiet in the movie theater. I can't leave free candy at a restaurant. We all got something. Sid, what music do I put behind John? I'm thinking skid-a-ma-rinky-dinky-dink, skid-a-ma-rinky-doo. I mean, especially here in San Antonio, it's like so fucking horrible. It drives me goddamn nuts. Like, you know, we're sitting next to this couple and they're like, they're on a date, so they don't fucking know. But like the entire time, the woman, and she doesn't want to be here. She could give a fuck less if it's Rogue One or anything else. She could be watching that troll movie and she's just like talking through the entire goddamn thing. Put that like uh, it's a wonderful world or whatever. Just like really happy music. Asking questions like they're sitting at home on the couch. And it's like, oh my God, please, please let her drop dead instead of George Michael. Please. Papa Roach is like what you listen to when you're taking three Advil as a suicide attempt, you know? They're a one hit wonder. They're not a one hit wonder, anyways. They had Tear My Heart Open, which was an even bigger hit than Last Resort. I'm just imagining one of the devout disciples 
they're laughing and then they hear this emo and it's just in it's such a jovial anybody would commit suicide man right. any healthy person definitely is good but papa roach isn't papa roach <laughs> they supported bands such as incubus Power Man 5000. Earth, Wind, and Fire. And static X. Ooh, Power Man 5000. This okay, like Power Man 5000 is dope because that song was on fucking Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2. That shit was tight. Oh, and Papa Roach also had a song on Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2. Oh my gosh, Sid, I can't believe you have all these twinkle, twinkling music behind you. You're just so fairy. That's terrible. It's not twinkling music, it's me trying to open my bag of weed. It's like knotted or something. It's fairy dust, I think. You're covered in fairy dust. That's <laughs> fucking glitter from the shine pomade, dude. Damn, that's right. Things that are more metal than Papa Roach. Martha Stewart. Morrow's Tumblr. The new Tezzeret. He's metal as fuck. The new Star Wars. Speaking of, the best part about the new Star Wars movie is that everybody fucking dies. Time whoa, 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 whoa. You piece of shit. Yeah, John, that's kind of fucked up. But if you are a Star Wars fan and you haven't seen Rogue One yet, what the fuck are you doing? You kind of deserve it, you piece of shit. You're not really a fan. Check out Jason Roskam's podcast called Project VCR, where they go in-depth in all the best movies. Thanks, Jason Roskam, for all your support. Top five list of the baby faces in MTG. The top five good guys in MTG. Who's going to be the nice guys? Everybody knows that already. They're all fucking nice guys because none of them have the balls to be a fucking man and be bad and good at winning magic. Like my client, Travis. Dare you. Woo. Okay, is there any doubt that Kibler's the number one spot on that list? Yeah, super hella doubt because he's totally not nice, you can tell. Isn't Craig Wesco super nice? Craig Wesco is very nice, but he's also a vegan, which can kind of get heat. I've seen people do it with Daniel Bryan, man. LSV is kind of like the Matt Foley of the fa- of the baby faces. I don't know who Matt Foley is, but LSV would be on the baby face list for sure. Guy without the year who lost in Japan. Mick, Mick Foley, Foley, dude. That's Mick fucking Foley. mankind, bro. Oh, man. 
Cactus Jack. Cactus Jack. Who's the guy that, uh, when the girl wrote the articles, like, why, this is why girls aren't in magic. And then he wrote an article, is like, no, nah, it's because of this or whatever. And everyone kind of gave him a lot of heat for that. He could be a bad guy. Was Jim that David? Yeah. How about the guy that was actually convicted for molesting children? Ooh, he's a bad boy, but I don't think we want to bring that much hate to us. Hey, don't bring hate to us. They're the ones who are fucking like, yo, this guy's cool. He could be on the pro tour, but like, oh, take take pictures of an ass crack and you're out. Yeah, let's get the ass crack guy. Dude, Sid Blair probably could be a good villain, but I'm pretty sure he's not that good at magic. Yeah, you're probably right about that. He's probably not better than like any of us. So I'm just saying. God, that would be that'd be a good thing. Like you could. uh Go to our Patron, and uh, we'll set up to have a match with you versus him on MTGO. Patron? John means Patreon. Visit www.patreon.com backslash magic and hash to donate and support this fine program. Oh, a little Sid on Sid action? Is that what the people want? They want to see Sid Swami fucking decimate the butt crack guy? I got a top five list you guys can sink your teeth into. Oh, boy. Top five shittiest podcasts. On MTG Cast, um, let me start. Monday Night Magic. That shit sucks. <laughs> sucks dicks. Is are we doing this in descending order or ascending order? Because I'm not right. sure. I feel like it could be number five or number one. All right, we'll go number five. Number five. Monday Night Magic. Sid, dude, I've been on fucking. I was on MTG Cast for so fucking long, and I'm like one of the funniest people on MTG Cast. Definitely one of the most handsome. And they never fucking had me on Monday Night Magic because they're nerds, not good brothers. What shows have you co-hosted on? Pit Imps, uh, Higher Standards, and I think that's it. Well, besoles oh, like this one and Cast from Exile. And Soul Bond. Pit Imps isn't in this worst five. I'm gonna be angry. So oh, Ether Cast. Mad you on, huh? Damn it. Yeah, man. Really early on, I think, when it first got started. Yeah. Doesn't Ether Cast on like episode two. It's, it's, I um, put out one bidi, episode. Bidi, bidi, bidi. So, um, shout out to Matt right now. He's not feeling magic, man. He's thinking of quitting magic, but uh, hopefully he doesn't. We need your racist bitch ass around, man. Nabisco. Nabisco. Was quitting magic too, man. What's up with all this people quitting magic, dude? Hey, is Nabisco actually played magic in like the past couple of years? On Facebook, I saw he was he was offering magic cards for anybody who had vintage like video games and stuff. So he he's like, hit me up, dude with PlayStation and this and that. So he's gonna trade magic cards. I think he's just get rid of his shit. Oh Jesus! I'm being 100% serious. Like, has Nestico actually won anything since like 2012? Except for my heart. I don't think he even won anything in 2012. Didn't he? Okay, like something in like 2015, he like played Zoo and won, right? Let me see here. I'm, I'm digging this up here just because I'm curious. Tim, cue the uh, research music. What the fuck is uh, Oath of the Gage Watch RPTQ Maddie Land? M A I T L A N D? 
Maitland. Are you reaching into Nestico's soul right now, John? Logging on to the FBI database. <laughs> so let me guess. Um, the end of Rogue One, they all, like, sacrifice themselves in a huge explosion. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen Rogue One or pirated it. Yarr! Or whatever yet. Like, at the end, they, like, you know, they're on this beach, and they're just, like, holding hands and shit and everything like that. You know that's bullshit. You can't fight the bullshit, brother. He's even got, like, the fucking pedo stash and everything like that. You know that in the real version, he was freaking holding her down against her will and giving it to her long dick style. Long dick style. style. That's just one of my gripes. Yeah. My gripe. Isn't it get John Holland back on the show? I feel like there's not enough hate around. Is it just because everyone's in a good mood from Christmas? Yeah, I think it is. Like, a lot of people got laid. You know, their wives let them have sex with them the one time of the year they let them do that. Or they got enough Christmas money from their aunts and grandmas and moms and mom's hairdresser to go buy a hooker. Oh, the old hooker money from mom. I love Christmas. The feeling you get from a hooker is just temporary. The feeling you get from donating to patreon.com slash magic and hash lasts for eternity. True that, Sid. And if you're not donating to our Patreon, you're not a true friend of Timmy. I'm going to go on the record as saying that I think that they should legalize prostitution before drugs. Because, like, none of these little fucks that go around and shoot up gay nightclubs or anything like that, they would much rather spend their money on getting laid than they would buying guns. We can discuss new tiers for a Patreon. Because I think we should change those up. Maybe we'll get some donations for a dollar. Um, We're never what, getting any donations. We got we got J- Jason Roscombe donated. And yeah, we got a, a dollar. No, it's a dollar <laughs> a month, John. And I could change that to uh-huh. per episode, and we could get four dollars oh, per month from that cocksucker. I mean, oh, awesome guy. We love you, Jason Rossum. Rossum, right? Isn't it Rossum? I don't know what his name is. What is it? Calvin Rossum. It's Roscombe. Is but it? you wanted to call him Rossum because he's so awesome. Isn't Ooh, it, nice. it, it's it's Calvin Rossum? What what's his name? Isn't he on um, Calvin Layfield? Isn't he on the deck tees? What's he? On? Oh, that dude. I think his name's Aaron Campbell. No, she's on the uh, the boyfriend bracket, isn't it? It's confusing. Yeah, this is super thrilling radio right now. <laughs> <laughs> you guys get me an MP3 by Saturday. I'll, you guys can put it in the back. I don't care what song it is. Oh, I've got one for you right now, and it's even about doing drugs. So sure, what is it? See, let me. I gotta Google around with this. Give me some googling music, if you please, Tim. Boop, 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 boop. I don't know. Should we do the uh, the supermarket sweep? Uh... Nah, do that song. Put it on a Ritz by fucking Falco, bro. Oh. When you don't know where to go to, why don't you go where fashion sits? Put it on the Ritz. God, Put it on the Ritz. It's the fucking best show ever. Whatever happened to Supermarket Sweep? Well, we talked about it in the bonus episode. Hey, you missed that already, nerd. Jesus Christ. Sid and I were in the, uh, got to the final sweep. The mad sweep at the end. Check out upcoming bonus episode of Magic and Hash. I would like to talk about, so this Let Me Bleed deal... The reason I couldn't do it was because it's on SoundCloud and they they don't have it downloadable. So I guess I can you, try to... You seriously don't have anything that you can record incoming audio on. They have an app you can download. 
um, stuff off. What uh, you do off. is you hold the fucking boombox. My mic up to the other boombox, and you wait for it to come on. Right? That's gonna and sound great. What you, what you do is you go button. into Windows and you open Sound Recorder and you press the red button. All right. Well, I'll figure something out, John. Not all of us are as tech savvy as you, John, and or you, Chair. Actually, it would be even cooler if, like, you didn't do it and just, like, use all this audio and then, like, put some other shitty song that doesn't exist in there. <laughs> put more Papa Roach in there. I know, one of their B-list songs. <laughs> <laughs> put, like, some of that, that fucking shitty-ass effervescent song just in the there. the next song on the album just every week. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Chair has a suggestion for closing song. He's been doing some work with a guy with a trumpet. Here is Chair and Trumpet Guy. Get him, Chair. That was Chair and Horn Guy. You can contact Chair at johnsreplacement at gmail.com. They have a Twitch channel, Chair and Trumpet Guy, at www.twitch.com backslash Chair and Trumpet Guy, The Real Chair on Twitter, Cheriolio on Facebook, and Chair Space on YouTube. <laughs> Put a Pandora commercial <laughs> at the end. Oh, uh, remember this song, Butthole Surfers? All right, um, should we wrap up? Fuck yes, we should, unlike George Michael, who never wrapped up. God rest his soul. Sid, are you doing video? Damn it, Sid. Not this week. Not this week. But I think I'm seeing your video. I'm going to have to mess nah, up. Nah, that is not me playing WWE Supercards. That's somebody else. <laughs> so, hey, John, where can we find you? Uh, let's see. As always, I am at my house patiently waiting. Or if you want to put on your big boy pants, I will gladly get my lawyer's contact info to you. Chewy. And since John's back, it's a nice happy episode. We hardly burned any bridges we hardly you know got the police called on us sid where can we find you buddy give offerings to your swami at patreon.com slash magic and hash listen to swami's groovy voice at soundcloud stitcher itunes and fuck it come on over to facebook and give me a poke hit me up with all your inquiries at magic and hash at gmail.com Magic underscore Timmy on Twitter. Tim Kempter on Facebook. Hit us, any of us up. Add you to our Facebook group. Patreon, bitches. Magic and Hash, we love you. Thanks for getting blitzed with us. Peace out. Oh yeah. Girl, tonight we're gonna make love. You know how I know? Because it's Wednesday. And Wednesday night is the night that we usually make love. Tuesday night is the night that we usually go to your mother's place and I teach her how to use the video machine again. But Wednesday night is the night that we're making love. When everything is just right You're not too tired from your after work Social netball team practice There's nothing good on TV Mmm Conditions are perfect for making love You turn to me and say something sexy like I might go to bed if got work in the morning I know what you're trying to say baby You're trying to say oh yeah It's business time
That's all part of it. That's foreplay. Foreplay is very important in lovemaking. Then you go sort out the recycling, which isn't part of the foreplay, but it's still very important. Next thing you know, we're in the bedroom. You're wearing that same old ugly baggy t-shirt with the stain on it that you got from that team building exercise you did for your old work several years ago. Team building exercise 99. I take off my clothes, but I ship over my jeans. Cause I still wear my shoes, but it's okay cause I turn it all into a sexy dance. Next thing you know, I'm wearing absolutely nothing except for my socks. And you know when I'm down to just my socks what time it is. It's business time. something sexy like, is that it? I know what you're trying to say, girl. You're trying to say, oh yeah, that's it. And you tell me you want some more. Well, uh, I'm not surprised. But I am quite sleepy. 